Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robinson the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. The big question on this week's podcast is, will Bristol City finish in the top six? Some of you had your say on our poll on Twitter. We'll be coming on to that very shortly. Also talking England under-21s this week because Gregor has been catching up with uh, Lloyd Kelly and Jada Silver, who are big members of that under-21 squad. And he's also spoken to their leader, Aidy Boothroyd. Uh, we'll have a bit of that chat on this week's podcast as well. And we'll be discussing how results last weekend with Bristol City not in action really didn't go their way. So, Gregor, let's start then. We put this poll on Twitter, and it's quite simply, will Bristol City finish in the top six? I had it running for about 13, 14 hours. Uh, had 1,700 votes. Now, you do have to take Twitter polls with a pinch of salt sometimes because it's not all Bristol City fans voting. But it's good to get a general consensus. This was the result. 19% said yes, Bristol City will make it. 81% said no. Well, oh, that's staggering, isn't it? It is pretty damning, um, but yeah, as you say, pinch of salt because it could be fans from other clubs. But then at the same time, I guess there's an argument that those guys might be a little bit more objective and they're mm-hmm. just giving their opinion. Um, I've said for a few weeks, really, that I didn't think Bristol City would make it. Obviously, we got a bit excited a few weeks ago, but <laughs> it, but I think I've been pretty consistent at that. I think they're going to fall short, and I still yeah, I still maintain that, although. I think, looking with the fixtures ahead, I think they're not going to be very far away at all. Okay, so they've got two games in hand, and they're sat in ninth on 55 points with two games in hand, which is a great position. The problem is the game's coming up, because if they were, not say, straightforward games, because as we say so many times, nothing in the championship is straightforward, but when you look at who they've got ahead, it's no easy task. I mean, after the international break, they're at Sheffield United away. (laughs) That's really tough. They're Middlesbrough away. And then even games like Wigan at home, they're not straightforward. And you've got teams like West Brom and Villa to come. And it's Villa, I think, that might get that sixth spot because they're on this incredible run. Four wins in a row, Gregor. Yep, they're looking good at the moment, aren't they? As you say, four wins, whereas City obviously now six games without a win. I agree with you. I think the Villa game is going to be absolutely crucial. But I don't know if you saw the Sheffield United-Leeds game at the weekend. I was watching some of that. And basically, Sheffield United out-Leeds. Leeds, uh, in a way. Yeah, if you know what I mean. (laughs) And uh, basically, they were just so gritty and Mm. nuggety, tough to break down. Leeds couldn't get past them through the midfield or anything. And they did exactly what Leeds had done to Bristol City Mm. the week before. And I've been banging on about this for a while, but the key thing for City is their home form has just not been good enough. That's that's where it's going wrong. Away from home, no problems. But at home, at Ashton Gate, I was hoping they'd score a few more goals than they have done. They haven't been able to do that. Haven't been able to beat teams uh, convincingly or with consistency, and they've got yeah. If you just mentioned the games coming up there, teams like West Brom are going to come, oh, yeah. and maybe they could turn them over. But I'm not com- confident at all that they could do that, given that they couldn't beat the likes of Birmingham recently or Ipswich. So there's and and we all know how how many goals West Brom have been scoring. They might be perked up a little bit by a change of manager. Obviously James Shan taking over till the end of the season at the moment. 
Um, so yeah, basically, City have got it all to do, and I think, as it's I say, the, yeah, it's a bit like last season. I think they're going to fall just short. Frustrating. Why is um, Bristol City against Reading on Good Friday? Why is that at midday? Because it's not on telly. Not too sure on that. Are they not, they're not all at that time, are they? Just no, to... no. I think the rest are at three o'clock. So that's it. We'll leave you to look into that one for next week. But yeah, the first game back after the international break, we will focus on more. It's Sheffield United. It's absolutely huge. But then, Gregor, it's not just Aston Villa that are the problem. You've got Preston, who have gone on this incredible run. Derby have a game in hand as well. And then don't discount Sheffield Wednesday or Forest. Yeah, just looking at those teams. I mean, Preston are on a great run altogether, great form. But yeah, Villa are the ones for me because obviously it's kind of this form has coincided with Jack Grealish, who we spoke about the other week, saying he's yeah maybe the best best player in the championship. Uh, he is for me, and yeah, I mean that goal he scored at home for Villa from the corner. Who was that against? Uh, can't remember offhand, but then he was instrumental, obviously in the in the Midlands derby the other week. Um, and and yeah, they're getting goals from all over. John McKinn got a couple. Oh, John McKinn got. We've had a hat trick at Nottingham Forest. You know they've yeah. got. That's the thing with Villa is they've got this squad depth, haven't they? It's, it's absolutely incredible. And like you said, Jack Grealish has been key. Uh, he scored that goal from the corner. Was it the volley? I think it was against Derby again. A massive, massive goal um, for Villa there. And he's just chipping in with goals, but also he's the most foul player in the championship. He just makes magic happen in the middle, doesn't he? So my money would probably be on Villa for the last spot now, unfortunately. I'd agree with you. And I think that upcoming game at Villa Park is going to be crucial. And I think City might need to win it to, to yeah, have any I'm chance. Right. But I know we're saying like the, the fixtures are really tough for the Robins. There is a glimmer of hope for me in that... Yes, the next two fixtures are massively tough. Don't expect them to get too much. Middlesbrough, I mean, they're on a tremendous bad run of form. I think yeah, they've they lost yeah, the last three or four games in a row to certainly look um, not the force that they were up at the Riverside. And, yeah, it's going to be really interesting as, um, obviously, Aidan Flint meets up with the Robins again. Yeah. But get those two out of the way, and obviously that kind of knocks off the two games in hand, and they're still in the mix. And then they've got home, home games against the likes of what... Um, Wigan, Wigan and Reading to come. So there are points uh, to be won there. It's just, um, I, I think when you put it all together, I just feel they're going to fall one or two points short, which is going to be really frustrating come the final reckoning. But then again, you never know. So Yeah, you never know. And just on Villa, maybe leading on to the England under-21s, we, we spoke to Tammy Abraham, and he was adamant that he wanted both Villa and Bristol City to finish in the playoffs. because that's, they met. You know, yeah, that'd be amazing. Exactly. Yeah, we'll come on to Tammy very shortly because um, we've also got his thoughts on Lee Johnson. I know uh, Gregor was uh, writing some pieces this week all about what the under-21 said, so we'll come on to that very shortly. So next week on the podcast, we'll focus on the Sheffield United game and see if Bristol City can go there, and really, it would be an upset. Uh, let's talk season tickets and season ticket prices. Tell us the latest on this, Gregor. So, yeah, the, the club had their renewal deadline on Monday, and... There's been a few problems, I think, for people getting through on their lines, um, updating their season cards or season tickets as, as they are. And uh, I think the, the problem has been, from our understanding, is just the volume of calls, the number of people uh, trying to update their, uh, their season cards at this on the very last day that is possible, uh, which it maybe is understandable. I don't know if it's to do with like, um, payment or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of high volume of calls, so the club has had some difficulties there. But 
as understood. Them in a way that so many people want to get their hands on them. It is, and I think the numbers are going to be good if, obviously, the club has managed to avoid the sort of acrimony that came about last year when they changed the scheme. There was um, a couple of rounds of public amendments, which was a bit of a mess. The Football Federation, uh, Sports Federation getting involved, the the official fans forum uh, also criticising the club before they were disbanded. so, yeah, the, the, the club's done some good work on that front this year. They've frozen a lot of prices, so most supporters are happy. It's just been a few teething problems actually getting people and their, their renewal sorted. You know, I was uh, covering the game last week against Ipswich, and one of the commentators that was there for Sky said, why is it so flat, why is it so quiet? It's a problem, though, isn't it? You know, getting numbers through the doors, for sure. But It, it is. We, I mean, we had the big crowd the other week for Leeds, and there have been some good atmospheres. The, the Swansea game and the Leeds game, I thought, uh, at times. But you're right, it, maybe Ashton Gate hasn't maybe quite been the fortress that it could have been and yeah. it, it, does it relate to the football on the pitch maybe it does I mean yeah I, I do think Lee Johnson has done a really good job this year overall and let's be honest City yeah City are looking to probably finish higher than they did last season and we're probably looking at maybe a, a 10 year high for them finishing in the football pyramid as long as they finish above 11th and they look like they're going to do that at the moment well yeah perspective is needed isn't it because I think people are like oh you know you see the word bottling and bottle jobs I hate that because I don't think people from outside the club maybe realise how far they've come because for Lee Johnson this would be a very positive season and then the next season you might be expecting the playoffs Absolutely, there's no reason why they couldn't go forward next year. And maybe not even, I think there's a slim chance they could, if they got their recruitment absolutely right, maybe invested a little bit. And I think they will have the capacity to do that after the sales from last summer are factored into the club's accounts. Uh, they could even challenge for the top, the, the automatic places, in, in my opinion. If they get the, the, the buys right in the summer, obviously bringing in some real quality in the, in the forward areas. And if they do that, then yeah, maybe they, they could have a real go. They're not far away. It's been a good year overall. But yeah, maybe they're going to fall short. And I'd probably say that it ties into the Ashton Gate performances because effectively uh, Lee Johnson's done a great job in building a very tight unit founded on sort of defensive solidity yeah. rather than attacking flair, which, that, which we've, we've seen. Yeah, I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is, yeah, a, a good, good, work, good work from the head coach there because he's shown that he can mould teams of either um, sort of attribute, if you like. Yeah. Um, yeah, but work to do, and it's, it's a city have said that all along it's a it's a, a, it's a season transition. Exactly, it's a, a process that they're going to go through, and they're going to get hopefully continue this upwards trajectory. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, let's talk England under twenty ones then. Now, Gregory, you sat down with Tammy Abraham, who said Bristol City feels like home, and all those brilliant lines I know you've been writing about. But let's just bring you uh, what he had to say about uh, Lee Johnson. Do you still keep in touch with Lee at all? Um, he's one of those. I think <laughs> messages you. I think you might even have spoken to you when when you came off the pitch against the uh, Villa earlier this season. Does he? Does he put in the odd word now and again? Yeah, he does now and again. You know, we have a few words. You know, um, he went there doing well in the playoffs as well. You know, I sent him a nice message saying, "Well done, just keep going." And um, I fairly... won't say what he replied. But yeah, yeah. No, well, <laughs> it's um, fairly close between both clubs at the moment, obviously in the championship. And uh, I guess is that an added incentive almost with, with Villa? <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, to be fair, I'm at Aston Villa, so I've got I've got one Aston Villa to obviously push for that, but. It'll be nice for both of us to be in the playoffs at the end of the season. You mentioned that Jensen going down there in that explosive season. Um, what were your thoughts going into that season? Were you confident? You know, it's been a massive challenge for you. 
I, I think I remember uh, you know, when, when I when I f- first had the call um, from Lee Johnson that he yeah. was coming to my house. I didn't really know too much about Bristol City, um, and then I think going into it, I, I was I was scared. You know, I was like, wow, I'm actually going into men's football. Like, how are they going to be with me? It's not it's not where I'm playing against little kids where I'm all taller than and all sorts. You know, <laughs> going to get going against men. You know, I, I remember my first feeling I was scared, but you know what I said to myself. There's no point of being scared. You're here now. You're from. You've done well last season. You know you scored so many goals in the academy. Just go out there and have fun and just score goals and well, do your best. Were there any baptisms of fire? Were you, in any early games where you got clumped by the men? A lot, a lot. So many times, my mum, I think, was crying for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, there were so many times. You know. Do you remember, remember those games where they were? Where, the defenders who they were? I remember. I remember. It was one against Cardiff. Well, it was Bamba. <laughs> I think I just touched the ball and he just come straight through. <laughs> I said, "Wow!" Like I was used to, I was used to tackles, but not them kind of tackles. <laughs> you know, I just remember I was, I was trying to pin my pin him and all sorts, and it was, it was so strong. I just remember I said, "Listen, we'll go in the gym or something." I can't, can't hold him off. Um, but you know, you learn from them things. You yeah. know, if you're, you can't, you have to use your strengths sometimes. And if it's not obviously pinning someone who's as strong as him is running in behind him, going dropping, dropping short into feet and all sorts. So uh, praise indeed from Tammy Abraham for Lee Johnson still in touch as well, which is nice, isn't it? We knew that. Yeah, great to hear from Tammy there, and it's plain to hear that he's still got so much love for Bristol City, and I, people like moan at us when we write about Tammy Abraham, saying, oh, he's the past, you know, but this guy hasn't forgotten Bristol City, and I think a lot of fans haven't forgotten Tammy either, you know, he did a great job when he was here. Yeah, great, um, he's having a great campaign at Villa, and maybe we should say, actually, that... This is maybe the difference for Bristol City and Villa at the moment. Just look at the budgets at play there, know, you know. And Villa have probably got three times the budget what Bristol, that Bristol City have got. So for the two of them to be competing for at the moment, like the last spot in the mm. in the playoffs, is something is something really good for Bristol City. Maybe Absolutely. people don't take that into account enough. Oh but. yeah, there's there's a massive gap in, in sort of terms of being able to who they can recruit and sort of pay wages as well. I think people forget that. But Tammy Abraham, I, I think I said to you the other week, I went um, for this drive feature with him that we were filming and honestly just one of the nicest young players that you can meet got his head screwed on and you know I think he does really want to make it at Chelsea but maybe if Villa went up he might go there what do you think? I completely agree with you the one thing that came across from speaking to him this week was his inner belief he's so confident in his abilities he really believes he's going to do it at Chelsea and I I think this is going to be a big summer for him I I think Maybe maybe the Blues are going to have to make a decision on him, whether they're going to carry on with him. Obviously, it might be affected by the, the transfer ban there. And, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. I do, he's obviously not going to come back to City unless, by chance, the Robins were promoted. But, yeah, as, as to his future, then... It's going to be Premier League level, it's, it's, it's whether it's with Chelsea or maybe someone else. Yeah, absolutely. OK, now let's um, hear from Aidy Boothroyd, who you managed to grab on the phone earlier this week. And this is Aidy Boothroyd discussing Lloyd Kelly and Jay De Silva. Our managers are in, in precarious positions and um, they want to play the best players that they can. So it's great that he feels that he can trust uh, Lloyd and, uh, and, and Jay. Um, yeah, great stuff. Right, mate, I'll let you get on. Well done on the Toulon tournament win in the summer and keep up the good work, mate. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers, Greg. It's on, mate. 
Eddie Boothroyd, Gregor, that you were speaking to there really rates those boys, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And, uh, yeah, both those guys are starting to make themselves at home in his squad there, the under-21s. And I watched them training this week and... Yeah, it was interesting to see the dynamic, squad dynamics there. And I have to say, there was a little bit of a difference between the pair. And Jay has obviously got a few more caps at that level. And it was immediately apparent watching them, you know, when they do the rondos or Piggy in the middle. And uh, Jay was having some really good banter with, like, some of the Leicester guys, uh, Hamza Chowdhury and... uh, uh, who was the other guy? Or oh, Tom Davies of Everton and um, Demari Gray from Leicester as yeah. well. Obviously very at home. Whereas Lloyd, uh, to me, shy. seemed... Yeah, he looked a little bit shy just looking at his body language. Um, maybe he's got he's got to grow into that role there. and be- Yeah, and become accustomed. And this is part of football, isn't it? It's like getting on with people, relationships and Absolutely. that cohesion in the squad. And yeah, let's not forget, Lloyd's only 20, so he could... The way it works is he could have another two years playing at that level. Yeah, so. Just interestingly, there was an interview with him on Sky Sports, and I didn't pick up on this, but my other half did, when Lloyd Kelly said, look, I'm at Bristol City at the moment. And my other half was like, why is he said at the moment? Why is he just not saying I'm at Bristol City? What do you make of that, or is it just a slip of the tongue? I think maybe it's just a slip of the tongue. I mean, I've, I've spoken to Lloyd myself this week, and I, one thing I asked him was about whether he could convince Jada Silva to stay longer in BS3. And, and Lloyd... Um, I was really struck, actually, by by his um, sort of clarity of thought and what he was saying and his focus, and, and he just came across really, really well and and in a really... Um, okay. how, how can I explain it? Uh, well, you don't have to explain it because what we'll do is we will play you... This is an extended chat. You sat down with him, didn't you, and got quite a bit of time with him. So here is that extended chat with Lloyd Kelly on the Robins on the Wire podcast. How do you feel your season is going at the moment, Lloyd? Obviously, yeah, great to be called up for England 21s at the moment, alongside uh, Jay Silver as well. Yeah, um, I think my season's going quite well. Um, looking, if this was me looking at the start of the season, um, I would have said I'd take the season that I'm having at the moment. Um, I've been playing probably around 27 games for Bristol, um, and obviously getting a, my second call-up for the 21 squad is probably quite a good achievement at the moment. I just want to keep pushing. Yeah, sure. Do you, do you ever set yourself targets at all in terms of how many games you want to play this year? Or, I don't know, does Lee ever ask and um, say to you, why well, you're going to play this many games this year? Or how does it work? Is it maybe not as specific as that? Um, yeah, obviously, end of last season, we kind of sat down, um, obviously with the gaffer, and had a meeting to look onto this season. And he said, look, I see you playing a lot more games. Obviously, we didn't put a figure on, on how many. Um, it was just depending on, on how I came back um, from pre-season and kind of how I adapted to playing week in, week out in the championship, um, which I, I think I have quite well. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely you have. And um, how, yeah, how do you view the, the championship campaign then for Bristol City at the moment? Obviously, bit of a wobble recently but overall it's been a pretty good season hasn't it? Yeah overall it's been a really good season Um, obviously the past three games or so haven't really gone our way Uh, but at the same time that hasn't stopped any flow of belief or um, ambition to where we want to get at the end of the season which is in the playoff spots and I still believe that we'll make that 
Yeah, sure. Uh, it's it, it looks like it's going to be close, obviously, with results and things like that. How, how do you view um, the competition with um, Jake? Because obviously you're both in the City squad, you're both in the under-21s, and, and he's maybe started a few more games than, than you recently, I believe. But uh, how, do you, how do you view that? I guess you're pushing each other, is that it? Yeah, um, obviously there's a competition of places at the end of the day, um, and the gaffer's going to put out uh, the best starting eleven. Um, but overall, I feel like it's been a good kind of competition because we've kind of been pushing each other. Um, when he's been playing, I've been helping him out. Um, when I've been playing, he's been helping me out. So there's a good kind of um, relationship between both of us at the moment. Um, there's no animosity or anything like that, which is a good, like, healthy relationship. What, what about um, the gaffer, Lee? Does he? Does he say that there's specific things that maybe you need to work on in your game to get back into the team, or is it more maybe not as defined as that? Maybe is it more? Uh, listen, Jay's just just winning it on the training ground at the moment. He's not done anything wrong in the matches, so I'm going to go with him at the moment. Uh, how does it work from that point of view, or or maybe does is Lee sort of listen? This is the team for this week. We'll reassess it next week. Maybe a bit more gender. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that defined where he's kind of picking someone over someone else, you know what I mean? Um, I think it's kind of kind of comes down to who the op- opposition is, um, their strength, their weaknesses, and kind of play off that. Obviously, there's some games where um, height's going to be an advantage or something like that, you know what I mean? There's different um, uh, aspects of the game where he's more good at than I am and vice versa. Um, so there's no really small defining details it's just kind of what as you say what starting 11 he picks on that day and we kind of go off that yeah sure there's, there's been a fair amount of talk about where you might end up in the longer term obviously some people say centre back etc um, I'm just wondering if you're getting more of a feel for the left back and thinking oh, hold on one second I'm playing quite a few games there maybe, maybe you might yourself think I don't rule it out <laughs> yeah obviously I'm not going to rule out any uh, any position um as soon as, as soon as this, um, as I said, I've probably only just started my career, um, um, and I think as the, as time goes on, I will develop into different roles and things like that. But at the same time, it's always good to kind of have those options um, where you can play different positions. Um, but I don't see myself as. Um, kind of nailing down one specific spot at this moment in time. It's kind of good to kind of get different experiences from swapping internationally to a centre-half or left-back at Bristol City, you know what I mean? It's kind of just good experience. Nice one, and yeah, obviously Ashton Gate, the venue on Thursday. Um, I guess that's, that's that's brilliant for you, isn't it? Obviously, uh, on home ground. I guess I must be dying to start this game because you, you might well have family in that watching, I guess, and... Yeah, of course. Um, obviously, playing at home ground is going to be a good feeling. Um, there should be a good turnout. Tickets are being sold quite soon, um, quite quickly. Um, obviously, I'll have a few for, for family members down as well. Um, so I'm just kind of looking forward to kind of, especially if I do get the chance to start that game, um, just looking forward to kind of going out and putting on a good show. Just finally on, on uh, Jay, obviously he's been tremendous for Bristol City this season. And, um, do you think there's a good chance maybe City can tie him up for the longer longer term? And is there a chance you can have a word with him and say, listen Jay, come on, what's happening here in 
PS3. Yeah. Can we can we keep it longer? Yeah, um, you never know what his his plans are um, in terms of longer term um, and where he sees himself playing. Um, but all I can say is that he's enjoying himself at Bristol at the moment. Um, me and him have loads of discussions on um, how things are going and things like that. And all he can say is that he's enjoying his time at Bristol. Um, and obviously, when the season comes to an end, he'll probably assess where where his best option is, whether it's to go back to Chelsea or kind of find a different route. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But nice one. Good luck for Thursday. Thanks, man. Thank you. Cheers. That was Gregor who sat down with Lloyd Kelly this week. I know what you mean. He speaks so well. He speaks so maturely for a 20-year-old. Exactly, and that's the thing. I forget that he's only 20 years old. I think a lot of fans do. And yeah. he made such a great point to me, I wrote about this, that this is his first breakthrough season. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's played 27 times for Bristol City this season, 25 starts. Um, it was interesting to hear him saying about Lee Johnson sitting down with him yeah. in the summer, saying you're going to play more next year. And obviously that sounds like the club knew Joe Bryan was maybe on his way. And, yeah, uh, Lloyd's been a beneficiary of that. And, and he's a great player. He's going to have a great future. So, hopefully, for a long time in PS3. It just looks like his confidence had been knocked there in the last month or two. You know, J.D. Silver's come on and done really well. But it just as soon as he misplaces a pass, I worry for his next pass. I know what you mean. And, yes, I completely share your opinion. I do feel that maybe there's been a little knocking confidence. One thing I would say is with young players, we see this all the time, no matter what level of the game, no matter which club. Basically, they're, they're a dips in form and they, they're just unable to sustain those, those displays that they put in maybe at the beginning of the season or, or other times. And, yeah, with Lloyd... He, he, He's maybe had this little dip recently, but I actually thought in the last game against Ipswich, I thought he actually came back and he started to, sh- he started to show that, that sort of assured displays that he put in right at the beginning of the, of the year. He was really um, comfortable on the ball again. He looked a lot more composed than I've seen him uh, recently. Of course, the, the other side of that is that he unfortunately scored the own goal. Yeah. But that is one of those things as a defender you've got to get yourself in those places yeah. bad things happen unfortunately uh, it was really unfortunate <laughs> it was horrible when you could see his face after it was devastated wasn't it yeah, he was also angry he was we'll reco- he'll recover from that and he'll get he'll learn but he'll get stronger from that mm-hmm. I've got no doubts he's going to get better and better and he's going to be a huge player for Bristol City over the next years ahead why did the under-21s choose to come to Bristol this week well <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's probably one of those commercial decisions where they, whereby they go around the country. Obviously, can't use the St George's Park mm. facilities because Gareth Southgate and the, the seniors are up there. And I don't know. By the way, just off our tangent, the St George's Park facilities are blooming excellent. Oh, I don't know amazing. if you've been up there, but yeah, uh, yeah. I've been up there before. What was it like? Oh yeah, brilliant. And I was strolling around, I was giving like a, a bit of a tour. I met Gareth Southgate in the lifts. And then we, yeah, he was nice. And then uh, we had a stroll about, and all of the Premier League referees were there. Oh. Uh, most of them were having a pint together in the in the <laughs> local bar there, uh, and a couple of them were yeah just doing some, well, discussing some matches, I, I believe. But um, yeah, tr- tremendous facilities. Obviously, the seniors using them, and it looks like the under twenty ones doing sort of a, a bit of a road tour, which maybe ca- helps like uh, garner interest at that level of the game yeah, as well. Absolutely, yeah. We'll see how many go down Ashley Gate on Thursday night for the. France game. Um, just, just sorry, just to add in on, on that. Yeah. Um, there was a nice touch at England Under 21s training, which I was at this week, uh, because the Bristol City Community Trust had arranged for several local primary schools to come along and watch the training. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Parsons Street School was one, and St Peter's was another. 
a couple of other schools and yeah it was great to see those guys in, um, involved and also the players then speak to the, the young pupils and sign autographs and, and etc afterwards just a lovely little touch from the club and also from the England under 21 players yeah I think Bristol City have handled sort of facilitating the under 21s really well okay excellent well uh, thank you Gregor we will see how the under 21s get on we'll keep an eye out for those Bristol City players as well who else is out on international duty this week not Calamo Dowda, actually, that's a good point, because uh, obviously he's withdrawn, he's got a knee injury. Do we know the extent of that? We don't at the moment. He's bas- basically, all that's been said is that he's being assessed at the moment and being given extra treatment back at the club, but he's been withdrawn for both games in Mick McCarthy's first squad, as it is. So because of that, I, I think it must be a, um, a fairly serious knock. Yep. Apparently it came at the end of the Ipswich game. So we'll keep an eye on that one. If we find out anything, obviously we'll report that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and anyone else out and about? Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Sam Pearson, who, for me, is one of Bristol City's best up-and-coming prospects, and he's just been called up to the Wales under-19 squad for the first time. That's a tremendous kudos for him and his potential and the the displays he's been putting in for the under-23s. Elsewhere, I think there's... I think there's um, a couple of other young lads who've been called up to uh, Wales uh, youth teams, such as uh, I think Joseph Lowe has been called up. I think that might be under-17s. Okay, fantastic. Well, a uh, few lads out and about then. What will Bristol City be doing while these lads are away? Are they still training? I forgot about Thomas Callas, obviously. He's an obvious one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they were... They'll, I think they'll be given a fair amount of time off. Obviously, I was up at the training grounds yesterday. There was no one to be seen apart from, I think I spotted uh, Dean Holden on, a, on an exercise bike in the, in the gym <laughs> on his own. Oh. There, was no, there was no sign of Lee Johnson anywhere, although I did see David Coles, which I thought was good because he, he went over to see the England under-21s goalkeepers, oh, obviously nice. Angus Gunn, Dean Henderson, these guys yeah. training, and, and he spoke to the coach there as well. Yeah, nice so guy. it's the old goalkeepers union, yes, I think, in, yeah. in full effect. They're all best friends, aren't they? Fantastic. Gregor, thank you. Um, we'll be back next week looking forward to Sheffield United. Massive, massive game for Bristol City and their playoff hopes. Uh, and we'll reflect on how the young England starlets have got on as well. Thanks for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins on the Wire.